If God saves the biggest drug dealer in town, he's not going to be the drug dealer in town anymore. That's right. If God saves the prostitute, she is not or he is not going to be the prostitute on the street. Come on. That's right. If God saves the person who's a drunk, the testimony is I'm not going to be drunk anymore. That's exactly that right. is why Jesus died. So we wouldn't have to go back to the stuff that he saved us from. Praise God. Man, just, praise to, God. Man, he erased your past. Come past on. Past doesn't define you anymore. And, and for all y'all out there that says, oh, he was a drug dealer. He was the prostitute. He was the prostitute. Well, praise God. God, he was. I, he was. Amen. Come on. Was. That's right. Keyword was. Was. Yeah. But see, see, even Rome, Romans is priceless right here. Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Shannon Williams and we are welcoming you tonight to the KTF podcast where I'm your host and we always defend the faith and we stand for truth. We want to welcome you tonight because we got a banging show for you, right? Got a banger today. Banger. <laughs> we got a show I think you're going to want to watch. So buckle up, get some popcorn and come on in. Uh, and we're going to we're going to be covering salvation without change. Is it real salvation? So uh, I got with me my co-host, uh, as, as always. You guys want to introduce yourself to my left? We have B. Mizzle. Great to be back. Praise God. <laughs> and to my right. What's going on? Pastor PBJ here. What's happening? All right. So uh, we're going to bring you uh, this word today for this show, and we're going to start off uh, with the question, can you be saved and nothing change in your life? Mm. We have got so many people that believe that you can pray a prayer at an altar or in your car or at your house and, and get up from that place and, and leave and you are saved, even though nothing changes in your life. And so we're going to be talking about if you remain in the same sin, if you stay doing the same things after you pray the prayer, was it real salvation? And I think this is something that we do need to cover because this is one of those areas where you have denominations building their entire their, their, their doctrine based off of just praying a prayer. Is that all God asks you to do? Is that all he says is to pray a prayer once and you're okay or pray a prayer and nothing else has to change because your sins are all forgiven. Every one of them for, from the future, from here till Jesus comes back. Or does God expect you to be changed, converted or different in some way? We're going to answer that tonight. We're going to start off with be mizzle. Over here, we're going to let you crank us up tonight with uh, we're going to always we're going to bring you some scriptures. So let's let's go for it. You know, as I was studying this, uh, the scripture came to mind, you know, it, as a believer, a Christian believer, you got to make a decision. Are you going to be a conformer or a transformer? OK, OK, OK. okay? So uh, he took me to 
Romans 12, 2, which says, uh, and do not be conformed by, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is thy good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay. Right. So you, be you, not conformed unto this world. All right. So you're going to have a choice to make. Yep. You can be conformed to this world. Okay. Or you can be transformed. So that, you're right. so you're saying transformation is what? Transformation, Salvation. Transformer. All right. Think of this. A transformer, something happens on the inside of a transformer that yeah. produces power. Okay. That goes to a, a I thought you were and, talking about them transformers like now, Optimus Prime. Do, 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 do. I knew Ben was going to come in with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But conforming is the world, right? So you can either, you're going to either conform to the world's ways of thinking, which is okay. an, an outward um, outward appearance type thing, or you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? So you see, they're going to be an inward work of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And the, which leads to the birth, the rebirth of, like he told, Jesus told Nicodemus, you have to be born again. You got to be born again. Right. How can That's you be right. born again if you're already out of your mother's womb? Yeah. It's only by the it's Spirit. A, it's a spiritual That's right. rebirth. That's what he's talking about. So, and so I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually that's actually one of the scriptures um, that, that I want to share out of John. That's actually my first one. It says, John chapter 3, verse 5. It's what it says. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So every person that is alive is born of water. The water breaks. Your mother has you. And you are birthed, right? Nicodemus had an issue because Jesus said, you must be born again and to enter the kingdom of heaven. So he said, what can I do? Climb in my mother's womb and be reborn again? Right, right. He's like, no, no. You must be born of the spirit. That's right. So when you get born again, when Christ saves you, when he heals you, forgives you, and the word salvation, we want to really focus on this because I think this is important. It really means to rescue you. That's right. To rescue you from sin, from from death, from bondage, from the demonic. You're being saved. And so if you're being saved from something, right, right in order to be born again and to enter into the kingdom of heaven, God is pulling you out of junk. Right. Yeah. He don't want you to stay in that junk. That's right. Let's say he forgave you of, you know, lying, stealing and cheating. If he saves you from it, should you continue to be lying, stealing, and cheating, or did there is something missing here? Right, 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 right. It, you know, if you commit adultery, fornication, if you're if you're if you're involved in all type of sexual sin, and you get saved, just say you go pray a prayer, but you never stop doing those things. Did salvation really happen? That's right. Mm. I think of uh, like the hot stove mentality. Stove is hot. Got to touch it. What happens? You get burned. You get burned. Yeah. You're not going to do that anymore. So you had a change. Something happened in your life. You got burned and you're like, oh man, I don't ever need to do that again. I'm not going to touch that hot stove. I'm going to stay away from it. I think of whenever, um, man, I was going to an old little Baptist church in Charlotte uh, um, after I stopped going with my mom and dad and stuff like that. And I was real young, maybe 10 or 11. And, uh, um, I remember there was other kids going up and, and they were getting saved. Okay. And I was like, well, I don't want to be left out. I want to go get saved. Okay. 
And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a dates guy. I don't know exactly when that was, but I went up there and I said the Lord's prayer and I, I the prayer of salvation and stuff like that. And for the most part, I thought I thought I was saved. And you know what? I, I'm I mean, I, I lived a good life. And then at some point in my life, you know, I became an atheist, agnostic, uh, neither here nor there. But it wasn't until um, I really had an encounter with God. OK, and I really um, again, I'm not a dates guy, but I remember when the first time I came to finish line, sat on the front row and I really gave my life to God. And I said, Lord, save me. And that's when at, salvation really that, took it was place. At, yes. And it was at that point I said, OK. The the things that I was doing, I don't need to do those anymore. Amen. And I need to fully step away from that. Now, there are times where I uh, have, have fallen, have struggled, but that's where I bring up um, 1 Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Uh, it says, I protest by you, your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I die daily. You know, my flesh has to die daily and I have to rejoice in, in Jesus. I have to rejoice in the Lord and I have to ask for forgiveness for the things that I've done. Um, yes, I'm saved, but I still sin sometimes. What if you don't, what if you don't repent of the sin? What if you got saved and you spent a, the next four years of your life habitually sinning? You don't repent. You don't have remorse for your sin. It uh, is your, is your salvation, like, is it golden? Are you still saved? Can you turn away from your faith? Can you walk away from God with your actions? I believe you can. I believe so. I yeah. Believe, yeah. I, I could speak from experience. You know, as I was sharing earlier, you know, <clears throat> yes, I, I went through the motions. I went, walked the aisle, did the whole thing, grabbed the pre- pre- preacher's hand and said the prayer. And. And then I'd go straight back to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Right. So, and, so and you were still, just, so they were just words. Yeah. I was okay. still in bondage. And, <clears throat> but I was going to church. I was looking the part. Come on. Listen, I, I, I think there's part. a lot of people that was, yeah. they're in that spot today. You yeah. know, I, I was, you know, I looked good on the outside. I looked like I was, you know, doing the right thing. And I'm going to share this with you. And this is really bad, but I would have, a cooler beer in the back of my truck and leave the church and pop a top pulling out of the church parking lot. Rolling out. Rolling out. With a, with a it drink Sunday. in your it, hand. It was race day, buddy. We were going to, we're going to watch the race, you know. But okay. I was looking. I, I played the AM part. Yeah. The AM part was getting up going to church. Ooh, come I, on. I, the PM part was come on. Uh, I passed out somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know? so you were. So basically, the Bible says, "Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit That's of God." Right. That's so right. you were, you were, you were going to church. But here it again, we believe here on the KTF podcast, going to church does not make you a Christian as Amen. much as Correct. sleeping in a Correct. garage Amen. makes you a car. That's Amen. right. You yeah. know, you you can go in and out of a building. It doesn't make you change. You can actually go to an altar. It doesn't make you saved. Yeah. I think anybody and I'm going to make this statement because this is an important statement and I'm not angry at people and I'm not mad at you or anybody watching. 
But I want to make this statement. If you go to an altar and you get saved and nothing changes in your life, I think that's a false salvation. Yeah. Yeah. You mean to tell me you encountered God? You mean to tell me you met Jesus Christ? He redeemed you. He bought you. He purchased you. He came and rescued you. And you get up and you go immediately back to the exact same thing that you were supposed to be saved from. Come on. I don't see how that I don't see how that works in any category whatsoever. I'm going to put it to you like this. That's like saying you're going to go to the altar, get married. You're you're marrying a woman, right? You're going to go up and you say, I love you. I want to be with you. Um, I'm going to be with us till death do us part um, through through sickness and in health in good times and in bad. And then you get up from that altar and you go directly out. And you go meet another woman and you have an affair with her. Yeah. Does, uh, is that wedding? Was that a real covenant? Was that a real thing there? I don't think so. If somebody's heart, that was just false, that was just words. It was false. You know, I think if you can have false prophets and false teachers, yeah. I'm going to say this. And I don't know anybody that said this. Has anybody ever said this before? You can have a false salvation. Mm, I've never mm. heard of it. A false. I'm gonna, we, we might be the first ones in the world. <laughs> yeah. Here on the KTF podcast, but I think you can have a false salvation. And I think that the devil is at work in the churches to get people Deceiving, to yeah. to say one prayer or to say a prayer and think I can live any way I want to because I said a prayer once. I'm OK for the rest of my life. Well, through the word of God, we're going to dispel all of that today. All right. So I've got another one. Well, we're going to look here in the book of Hebrews. I just want to share this. I didn't okay. stay in the cooler in the back of the truck. Okay. <laughs> I did have that encounter with God. And he's like, you know, you can't keep living this lifestyle. Come on. You know, and I had that inner Holy Spirit conviction. And I said, all right, this is it. I got to, I got to turn it over to the Lord. Cooler's got sun drop in it now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Water bottles. Amen. Can't have that caffeine. <laughs> well, you know what? We are, uh, we are looking at Hebrews 10, 26 real quick. This is what it says. For if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remains no more sacrifice for sins. What, 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 what does that mean? Exactly what it says. If we sin willfully after we receive truth, there remains no more sacrifice of sin. Yeah. If I am using this, the blood of Jesus as a get out of jail free, right. uh, you know, grace, 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 grace has got me, then guess what? You can't just continue. It's like crying wolf all the time. That's right. And you can't do that. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New, new creature. All yep. things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's right. Old habits old ways, old mindsets, old, old, old is done. Yes. You know God. what? I feel like if you get converted by Jesus, I feel like if you have an encounter with Jesus, the old path, the old man is going to be put on that cross and Amen. crucified with Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Praise God. You know, that's one verse everybody should stand on because you're going to, that's, it's life. It's between difference between passing from life to death. That's right. Yeah. I mean, death to life. What are you What are you saying? What are you saying about your salvation, guys? That what are you saying if nothing changes about your life? Like if nothing ever changes, like literally, like the guy who's hanging at the bar, 
um, you know, picking up chicks, getting drunk all the time, doing drugs, literally has anger, hate, bitterness in his heart. He has no life, no joy, no peace. No different than the world, really. Exactly. Yeah. And so he goes into a church, right? He hears a message. He feels guilty. He goes to an altar, says, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Um, save me. Then gets up, goes right back to the bar, sits at the same place, does the exact same thing he did before. I'm calling that a false salvation. That is not a salvation. That's definitely the mentality a lot of people have. Definitely. That, yeah, I, listen, uh, it's, ri- it's it's riddled. Scary. It's riddled well, throughout I will, the Bible Belt. From, though? I will where say this. Where do you think this. it comes from? Doctrines of devils. Oh, that's what I say. Yeah. I don't know about what anybody else thinks, but only a devil will come up with a doctrine that truly says you don't have to be changed. You just say a prayer, right? No change has to come. Well, the Bible says in James, faith without works is dead. Oh, I got faith. I got faith. James said, hey, um, you say you have faith without works. I'll show you my faith by my works. You will watch what I do. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues. They shall, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Uh, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You mean to tell me you're a believer? You don't have any signs of a believer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have any signs that you're believing. You are harboring demons. You're not casting them out. You're not laying hands on the sick. You, 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 you spread sickness yourself. You can you spread sin. You're a bad influence. You you help others to sin. You can't tell me you're saved. You can't tell me that's a lifestyle that is pleasing unto the Father. Mm-mm. And so I we're here well, to dis, we're here to dispel this because because we want people to be right with God. You're like well well people are human, Pastor Shannon. I know, but you know what makes the difference. And I'm gonna make this point. I'm gonna let y'all share whatever you want. But I'm telling you. The difference between somebody who's a believer and saved, they've repented, and a sinner is that as soon as you sin, you are quick to get it under the blood because you know you've hurt God's heart. You've sinned against him, and a sinner will sin and think nothing about it. They like the sin. They love the sin. They enjoy the sin. That's the difference. You are quick to have remorse. You are quick to repent and get it back under the blood. What does the book of Revelation say about names being blotched out? Revelation 3, 5. He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. So we have this situation here where he says, hey, if you overcome, what are you overcoming? Temptation, yeah. sin, trials, the devil, strongholds, the strongholds, yeah. the strong man, right? He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white. That means you made it. You get your reward. You're in heaven. And then he says, and I will not blot out your name out of the book of life, which means it is possible to have your name blotted out of the That's book right. of life. Mm-hmm. It is possible. If he did, if it wasn't possible, then it wouldn't be here in the scripture. So I believe I listen, I believe in genuine salvation. I believe that people can get saved and truly backslide. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 what I really want to focus on is the people who thought they got saved, but nothing's changed in their yeah. life, right? I'm not talking about somebody yeah, that served God for five years. That's what I wanted to bring up. That's and then what backslid. we're talking about. We're yeah. not talking about I mean, um, yes, if you if you come in and you confess and, and you 
get salvation and you go back into the world and you and you slip and you go back and you go back to the bars and you go pick up a woman, whatever. But the Holy Spirit convicts you. And you're like, oh, man, I should that's have done that. That's the fine line there. You know, you understanding that. That's right. That's the key is that Holy Spirit conviction. Once you've got that inside, now, the heathen doesn't care, right? Which is yeah. probably never going to come into the church in the first place to, to look for salvation. Right. So there once you get that conviction, we don't want to run everybody out of the church because you go back to sinning. No, we're no, we're not talking about kicking people out of the church. We're we're talking about listen, if you're gonna get saved, do it. Yeah. If you're gonna allow Holy Spirit to save you, do it with all your heart. Well, right. You, you're known by your fruits. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. If you if, <laughs> come on. If you if you're living for the Lord, working for the Lord, and you've have set true salvation. You're gonna be no. You're gonna be doing the works you're, of the Lord. The, what does this say? This says, and you'll be uh, proved that what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You know what the perfect will of God is? To be Jesus on earth. Yeah, that's to what be God the hands wants and feet you to be. Of Jesus. That's be the right. Hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. That's what you're try, striving to be. And if you're not doing that, then you're part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's look at Second Corinthians chapter five twenty one. It says, for he hath been made, uh, he hath been made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That's Jesus. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he was made, he was made to be sin for us. Right. Right. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So God is saying, I'm calling you to the righteousness. Right. I'm calling you to righteousness. Right. If Jesus became sin for us, he didn't die for us to stay in the sin. No, right. He became the Jesus sin for died us. for the sin of your life in some. And you're going to look at me and say, hey, I can sin any way I want because Jesus died for me. Let me tell you something. That's blasphemy. That is. Yeah. That is blasphemy to tell me that grace has got me. Yeah. Grace has got me. I got another one here. I'm just going to blow your mind off right now. Re- Romans Bring six. On. Romans six. Chapter of uh, chapter six. Verse one. We're going to go through seven. And listen, I hope you guys go and read these at home uh, by yourself or with your friends, family, relatives, whoever. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? There's the question. I think this is the the huge question. Shall we continue doing the same stuff? No. Because grace, oh, grace will cover and grace will abound. The next two words are strong. God forbid. God don't want you. Continuing to live in sin because grace is there to cover you. Uh, that's like that's like that's like saying he's like uh, saying my, are my you wife crazy. My wife that's will for, my wife will forgive me. My wife my wife said she'll forgive me a, a thousand times if I cheat on her a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going out to cheat on a thousand times because she Ugh. said there's forgiveness for me. Mm-mm. Come home, man. Where's your faithfulness? Where's your loyalty? Right. Where is your conviction? That's what I want to know. This is why the church has gotten into the state that it is in. I believe that. Because the church has just become a place where we we don't even we don't even dare meddle in people's lives. They're going to get offended. They're going to get hurt. They might leave the church. Don't call out my sin. Don't Don't, say anything about my sin. What did Jesus say? uh, The woman at the well, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. I love that part, man. 
Listen, I love that he went looking for this woman at the well. He yeah. told him, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. I am looking to have this encounter with this mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he told her all things she ever did. Right. And then he said, go and sin no more. I forgive you. you and know? then what did she do? She went and sinned no more. But what else did she? She went she and told everybody else. She said, come see a man that told me oh, all God. things I ever did. She Is wasn't this not the Christ? Oh, she wasn't embarrassed by it. Either. No. No. She was open to giving people her testimony and using her testimony. Come on. Right? So, and that's, that's right. That the other thing. like, how can you be saved, but yet afraid to give people your testimony? Come on, man. Right? Or, come or on. Be embarrassed right? about your walk uh, with God. I'm like, so you know, shy. It's yeah. just, I can't, I can't possibly tell. You can't tell anybody that God saved you yeah. from hell. Why yeah. not? Let me tell you about Jesus that uh, cured me from my porn addiction. Let me right. tell you man. about Jesus who cured me from my uh, my uh, addiction to drugs and alcohol. Let yeah. me tell you about Jesus that cured me from all these things and saved me from all these things. Man, it, it's so awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. That's right. Amen. That's you right. get saved. You, you want to change and you want to stay changed and exactly. you want to continue in that. Exactly. And you want to get everybody else that you can. But the idea right. of saying, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I got saved. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. You know, a half-hearted amen. As hard as I went after the world, the things of the world, uh, I go that hard after God. Oh yeah. You know, everybody's like, "Man, you you on fire for the Lord? You 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 radical? You you know, you're you're (laughs) Jesus freak? They they consider right? They consider our brand of Christianity extremists? Yeah, extreme. You're you're an extreme. You're a radical Christian. No, we're actually what we're normal Christians. Do you not know this is the normalcy of a believer's life? I was inventing drugs and taking them. Well, as a chemist, we had uh, a chem- making our own drugs and taking them. That's how stupid we were. <laughs> and God saved me from Facts. that. Facts. <laughs> oh man! I mean, we were crazy time. You were you were a daredevil <laughs> for the devil. That's right. I mean, we would mix Red Devil lye with Clorox with such such depth and cook it in a bathtub. No way. Oh yes. And and when God delivers you from that. You want to tell somebody about it. Come right? on. Come on. I like it. Because you know why? Because it may help you. It may help somebody else's, maybe not doing that crazy stuff, but, you know, I couldn't imagine the stuff that's going on today. But thank God that he saved me from it, you know? he that's, See, that's the point right there. He saved Salvation. you from that's, it. That's right. Yep. I was sinking if in God, the ocean. Okay, I'm going to give you this. If God saves the biggest drug dealer in town, he's not going to be the drug dealer in town anymore. That's right. If God saves the prostitute, she is not or he is not going to be the prostitute on the street. Come on. That's right. If God saves the person who's a drunk, the testimony is I'm not going to be drunk anymore. That's exactly that right. is why Jesus died. So we wouldn't have to go back to the stuff that he saved us from. Praise God. Man, just, praise to, God. Man, he I'm erased about, your past. Come past on. doesn't define you anymore. And, and for all y'all out there that says, oh, he was a drug dealer. He was the prostitute. He was the prostitute. Well, praise God. God, he was. He was. Amen. Come on. Was. That's right. Keyword was. Was. But see, see, even Rome, Romans is priceless right here. It says, How shall we that are dead to sin live in it any longer? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death? That's right. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism unto death, that Christ was raised just like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in what? Newness of life. This is Romans six. That's right. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, 
we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified Crucified. with him, Mm -hmm. that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. We shouldn't serve sin anymore. We are buried with him in the death and burial, but we are also resurrected with Christ unto new life. That's right. Glory be to God. Man, that'll preach all day and all night long. That's good stuff. That's her. What else we got? Oh, man. Romans 6 continues, 12 and 13. Y'all want to keep rolling? Yeah, keep rolling. Here we go. Let not sin therefore reign, that means to rule like a king, in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness of God. Amen. We are supposed to yield ourselves unto the righteous works of God. That's right. We are not to yield our members unto sin no longer. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present, present your, your bodies a living, living sacrifice. sacrifice. Come on. A living sacrifice. That's Romans chapter 12. That's Come right. On. Which is wholly acceptable in, in, to Un, God, unto which God. is your reasonable service. A reasonable. Reasonable. That's just reasonable. I mean, it's not. That's <laughs> it's not, not extreme. That's not extreme. You're supposed to put your body on the altar daily. You know, and, and crucify that thing. We are crucified with Christ. Yep. Nevertheless, not I, but Christ that lives within me. Christ should be living through us. Mm-hmm. You right? know what? Why does, my old ways and my old man should, that that guy should be dead. When I read this, guess what I got out of this? Why, why, do, why does God uh, want us to give our bodies up? Why does he keep talking about our bodies? Because Jesus isn't here. That's right. He needs yeah. a body here. He needs somebody he needs to work somebody's through. Somebody's going to lay hands on somebody. Amen. And get the, get healing to Come him. on. That's right. You know, somebody's going to cast out a devil. Somebody's going to do something. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. He basically came to deal with sin in us, right? That's right. So we wouldn't be filled with sin no longer. So the Holy Spirit could fill us. That's right. Right. He made so the promise. He said the comforters. The comforter. I'm going to, he said, I will send the comforter unto you. That's right. Right. But I need you to go to Jerusalem. I need you to wait. I need you to wait till you are endued with power. The Holy Spirit now is in us. And then he said, the same spirit that that was in Jesus Christ is now living on the inside of us. Wow. So we are meant to walk and, and, and talk and act the way Jesus would. Mm. Right, the they same were, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells dwells inside of you. That means sets that, up camp and lives there. This ain't no Gastonia spirit. <laughs> this on. is this is a God spirit that raised Jesus up out of the grave spirit. That's Come right. On. He lives inside of you. That's right. That's Get right. a hold of that revelation. Come on. All right, I got something here. And I just wrote a few things down. I don't know what what else you guys have. You got some more stuff or uh, no? You roll with it. All right. So here we go. When you get saved, all right, there's a few things that are going to happen. Y'all can add to this list, right? Number one, you will know it and you will know the day it happens. Mm. Let's say you, your memory is not that great and you don't remember the date. I'm telling you right now, there is no way, shape or form that God can save your soul and you forget that day. Well, I can remember the I can remember the day. I remember where it was at. I remember how it happened, 
but I don't remember the date. Well, I don't think you have to remember the date, but I'm yeah. telling you know, right now, you I know, know. I know, you know I was, the date. I was you, sitting you in that blue that. Chevy Silverado in Forest Park, Georgia. Come on, tell it. You know, and God said, and I had a God encounter. I had a God encounter. That's right. I rode to the Damascus yes. encounter yep. Come and on. said, you're going to go Come to on. hell or go to jail. It's your your pick. If you don't come on, start following me. Wow. I said, Lord, I'll serve you. Wow. The day, my day, I'm telling you, I got invited to go to a youth rally. I didn't know what it was. They're going to go have a singing, a bunch of young people. I got invited to go. I sat in the back of a church and sweated. They even come up. Do you want to go up front? And I was like, no, I don't want to go up front. I don't want to go up front. That was my flesh talking. But I'm sweating bullets in this church. But these people are on fire. They're excited. They, they, they're they like, they're excited to be in church. I've never been excited really to be in church my whole life. I didn't really know what that was. I was raised Baptist. Man, I'm in a full-blown Pentecostal church. But I'm telling you, I felt the conviction power of God. I felt God just like, just like in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, where he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Mm. And he who will let me in, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And he was knocking on my heart's door. I stepped out of that, walked down the aisle. It was in January. I was 16 years old. I ran, fell in the arms of what I, I just didn't know who it was, but found out later it was the pastor and repented. I gave my life to God. And guess what? My life changed after that moment. Amen. What about you? You, you uh, shared yours yeah, early. I shared you, mine a little you know bit. The yeah. day. John, do you remember the day? I oh, remember yeah. it. I remember the day. <laughs> I remember, remember the, the day. day. Yeah. Right on the side of Franklin Boulevard. I'm telling you, right in 2020, during peak of COVID, found this random guy on Facebook live stream between a bunch of MAGA people and black lives matter people fighting each other all across the stripes, <laughs> across the side of the streets. And uh, it's a little Christian group, about 15. Or so people just preaching the word of God, Praise God. on a live stream and said, I want some of that. So amen. Some of it. He came on and got saved. John got saved on the side of the road. Praise amen. God. Amen. And you know what? See, that's what, that's the beautiful thing. You was in a truck. I actually went to a church yeah, you were in a church. Row. You were yeah. on the front row. You were on the sidewalk. See, that's the thing. See, the grace of God has the ability to meet you right where you are. Amen. Thank to you. To change Lord. you. Listen, not to leave you the same. The grace of God will come and change you. It's enabling power. So you can get saved on the sidewalk, on the in the, in the middle of a highway. You can get saved at a church in your bathroom. You can get saved at your job. It don't it don't matter. But I'm telling right. you, you're going to know it. You will know when you get saved. Number two, your family and your friends will see it on you. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You'll have people say, wow, you really are different. Something's different about you. That's the fruits. Yes. Yeah, that's the fruits. That's it. You know, you don't cuss like you used to. You didn't, how, I offered you a beer 14 times and you kept telling me no. Or, you know what? I You don't go to the club with us no more. Well, I got to tell you, I got saved, you know. Yeah. I don't, don't you hang out with us anymore. Yeah. yeah I don't want to do those things anymore, right? Number three, the desire on the inside mm. will change. Come on. Mm-hmm. The, there will be a heart change. You know what? And here's the thing. I, the, Nancy was in here earlier. And she said, well, what about people who are in church? They're saved, and, but they still got stuff going on in their life. This is where I believe is the difference. They will feel guilt, shame for what's going on, for what they're doing. Maybe they haven't surrendered everything yet to God, and there's a process that God has taken them through. That's why we don't give up people That's on right. people. That's right. We pray for them. We, we say, help them. We yeah, you know, them. like, okay, you got, a, you got a, a man and a woman. They come to church. They get saved. They're living together, right? They're mm-hmm. shacking up, whatever you want to call it. They're cohabitating, right? Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. Yeah. Right? 
So you pray for them, you minister to them, you 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 you, you preach the word of God, and you say, "Hey, let's let's get them to let's get them closer to God, right?" But as you help them see the truth of God's That's word, exactly right. right? Then they, 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 I know, I know I need to change or I need to, I need to change our lives. You know, you don't give up on them, but here it is something on the inside changes and you don't want That's to right. do the same thing. I've had people come to me and say, I got to get right with God. I've been living with this woman or this man for a couple of years and I've been coming to church and I've been off and on, but I'm telling you, I'm ready to get my heart right. Things are changing, right? You, you, you know, I, I remember when. So people came to church and they uh, bucked up at you because you said uh, uh, they said there's people in your yes. church that's not that's living together is not married mm-hmm. and you need. To I do, didn't even know it. You need to do something about it. I didn't listen. And the truth, the God's honest truth was, I did not even know it. Right. I had no clue. I, you know, I thought that they lived in two different places, and because at one time they did. Right. So nothing changed. In my mind, I didn't, but I didn't treat them any different, but you continue. Well, you know, it's just like the, the, the homosexual, the drug addict or the alcoholic. We invite them all in. Maybe as they hear the word of God preached to them, conviction will come over them and they'll, they'll change their ways. I think it's a But process. for us to cast them out, yeah, you know, you can't just, uh, these people want a pastor to throw them out of the church because they were uh, shacked up together. And that's not what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to preach the word of God. And reveal to them, you know, there's right. what they're doing in their life is not biblical. And I think a lot of religion would also side on that if you don't immediately change everything about your life immediately change after giving your life to God. I think a lot of religion would push those people out. Yeah. At yeah. least in, in yeah. my my it's, experience, because I yeah. can tell you from my own experience, like I wasn't a hundred and I'm still not a hundred, but I wasn't a hundred the day I got saved. That's right. I had some yeah. things that God and miraculously took out of my life immediately. immediately. But there was a lot of things that he didn't. And a That's lot right. of that is a process and a sanctification process. Right. But what did change your heart? Right. right. Yeah. On the inside, yeah. there was a literal change yeah. in the fruit. And I started feeling conviction. About yeah. things. That's what yeah. I, I think. That's, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's such a scary thing. That's what thing. I'm talking about. Somebody said, "Well, I got saved ten years ago at a church, and I go once every six months, but your life still looks like hell." Yeah. I think come, come, I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't think there was true conversion that's a scary, there. That's a scary place to be. If you yeah. if you're no longer feeling convicted about your sins, that's super scary. That's oh, a yeah. scary yeah, place for to sure. be. That's exactly right. See, if the Holy Spirit is not dealing with you, mm-hmm. you're in a dangerous place. Yeah. But if the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, then you consider yourself blessed yes. because yeah. that means He's still drawing you yeah. to uh-huh. to the Father uh-huh. and, and 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 magnifying who Jesus is in your life. So yeah. listen. to to the Holy Spirit. So, but that's the point, right? So true conversion, true salvation means there has to be some change. Yes. Right. Right. It's a heart Agreed. change. It's uh, it's an outward exp- uh, ex- uh, exposure by the fruits of it. You'll yeah. see it an out- outward uh, display of it, but it's uh, an inward indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You, you got to have the Holy Spirit living in you. Yeah. You cannot go through this life without it. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, you, that conviction, you know, you got to have that. Well, people say, well, I don't want to be convicted of everything I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. So with the heart change, I mean, your thought process is and your and your mind will begin to change as well as like, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should stay away from that. Maybe uh, that's not a good idea. And, and you'll begin your heart and your mind will coincide with one another and say, you know what? 
uh, that's probably not of God. That's probably not a good idea. And I, I need to stay away from that. Amen. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts three nineteen, and this is one thing that we really hadn't talked about, but repentance. Yes. Repentance is conversion. That's true conversion. Mm-hmm. Like you can pray a prayer, but if there's no true repentance, yeah. I think it's, I think, I think you're, you're dealing in falseness, a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. fake, a facade. Mm-hmm. But but it says, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So there is a converting and after repentance. Right. If I convert <clears throat> something, I change it. Right. Right. If I convert my car from gasoline to electricity. Yeah, that means it's changed. Right, yeah. it's not the same anymore. Something has changed. It, you know, you can say, "Well, my inside's been changed and converted." Well, if I took the outside and converted the outside, we're going to do a makeover on you. We're going to change your hair. We're going to put makeup on you. We're going to put lipstick on you. We're going to change your outfit. We're going to change everything there is about you. You are literally going to look different than you did before. Y'all ever seen? You ever seen the uh, the the what is it? The house makeovers. Yeah, uh, remember the guy that like they would do it like within a week or whatever. Right, they would take the house and they would take the picture before, and they would take the picture of it before, and then they'd have the real house after, and they would pull the the thing out and behind it. What? Well, how do you know something's changed? Because it looks, it looks different. different. That's yeah. right. So that that has to be happening on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. That has to happen in your heart. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Praise God. I think that we have covered scripturally biblically yeah. tonight good, good job. Yep. that change comes with salvation. That's right. Yes. Right. That's exactly right. I can't dance with the devil anymore. Yep. I can't parade in, in the streets with the devil, with the enemy. I can't be in darkness. Right. right. I will allow the, the light to expose what's going on in my life. You know, I think I'm that's, saved. that's where the church has gotten to the lukewarm church, Laodicea and the revelation, you know, come on, got one foot in the world, one foot in the church. Well, you know, not cold or hot. Yeah. God's like, that spew you out of my mouth. You know, yeah. I'd rather you go ahead and be of the world than be like you are right now. Well, and that see, that's the point. <clears throat> We've got too many churches that have these middle of the road, ride the yes. fence Christians. Yeah. And yeah. they haven't made a decision. They haven't been converted, right? Remember the the shirts we had made. I have decided. Mm-hmm. I've decided, you know, yeah, to right. follow Jesus. I've decided to make Him my Lord. You, there's a decision that has to be made. Yeah, right. How long can you sit between two opinions? Mm-hmm. You got to you got to make a decision. As for me and my house, we're going to do what? We're going to serve, serve the Lord. Lord. Can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. You you are going to be a slave to somebody, a slave to sin, or a slave to the Lord. Yeah. Don't let it just be lip service. Yeah, come on. See, see, there is so <laughs> much in the Bible. There's so much in there. Yeah, yeah. You can't just say it, right? Yeah. You gotta, what what, you gotta what did Jesus it. say? To the Pharisees. They said they were close to me with their lips. Yeah. Yeah. But they denied me with their heart. That's mm-hmm. right. See, he can see right through. He yeah. said, they're whitewashed sepulchers. You're like a whitewashed sepulcher. On the outside, you're nice and clean, but on the inside, you're dead men's bones. That's right. Wow. Right? See, but see, religion always deals with the outside. Mm, come on. Change Ooh. your clothes. Change your hair. You got to cut your hair. You ever seen them clothesline preachers? You better cut your hair. You better do blah, blah, blah. Women better do this. Women can't better wear, wear dresses. You can't wear the. And so guess what? They're concerned about you looking the part. Mm-hmm. See, 
I would rather God deal with your heart, change you. I don't care what kind of clothes you got on, right? Amen. I don't right. care if it's jeans or a suit or you know a button-up shirt. It don't matter. Jesus can save you and heal you. But if you're if you're not changed and converted, you're the same. Mm. That's right. If you're not changed and converted, you are the same before. Amen. And I'm telling you, if you've met Jesus, you're going to be different. Amen. Amen. Also, I'll add this Amen. one last thing before we wrap this up. All right. One of the things that, especially in the beginning for me, is I needed to understand, and I think Paul also spoke on this, but being able to take every thought captive. Yeah. Right. Every thought captive. Does this thought or does me by doing this give glory to God or does it do a disservice to God? Right. And I think if we're doing a disservice to God, I think part of us as really honestly taking for granted, you know, uh, what Jesus did on the cross for us, because if we're constantly saying, Oh, I'm saved by grace, I'm saved by grace. And I'm once saved, always saved. I think really the root of that is that we take for granted what Jesus did for us on the cross um, so I'll leave with that. Mm-hmm. Listen, Amen. don't, don't trample underfoot what, what Jesus has done. That's right. Don't waste it and throw it away. He didn't, he Serve. didn't die. He didn't die for you to be the same. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right. We love you guys. I'm pastor Shannon. This is the KTF podcast coming to you from the KTF studios. And we are so glad that you joined us today. Remember to like, share, comment, and let's, grow the kingdom of God together. And as always, we want you to do what? Keep the faith to the finish line.